0: podcast answer man episode number 244
1: entertaining educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference
0: this is gsbn.tv
1: join the community hi this is leo laporte of this week in tech and you're listening <laughs> you're smart to cliff ravenscraft he is the podcast answer man
0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. That's right. There's no difference if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years or you haven't quite yet recorded that first show. There's something we can all do to take our show and online efforts to a whole new level. And well, my friends, I did just that this week. I took my online efforts to a level that I don't think I've ever seen witnessed anywhere else in the world up to this date. My friends, you've heard about live blogging or... Well, let me just not assume that everybody's heard about live blogging. So live blogging is this phenomenon that... Um, I most participate in or at least follow when there's, let's say, an Apple keynote where Apple is getting ready to announce a new product or changes to their product line and they don't stream it live. So what they do is they invite press and some other uh, folks out to to witness this live event where they announce these things. And rather than allow people to stream this stuff live, they actually allow people to connect to the internet and blog about it. And it used to be such a way that you would actually have to go in and refresh the page, and now they have all kinds of live blogging platforms where you just go to a site, and as they type in new stuff, it appears on your screen, and as they take photos, Uh, Of what's on the screen up in front of uh, on the stage in front of them, those photos immediately appear. It just happens in live in real time. But the idea, the phenomenon of of somebody going to a place and blogging about the things that are happening there, it's this thing called live blogging. And my friends, I took a stab at this years ago, actually, um, in in a very small way. My my daughter McKenna was our third daughter. And while Stephanie was in the hospital, I must admit to you that I did live blog the birth of our our, our third child, McKenna. Uh, so that was my first experience of live blogging. But my second experience of live blogging uh, was at a whole new level, and that was this weekend. Uh, this weekend, I went to the hospital. That's right, my friends. I won't bore you with all of the details here, but let's just tell you that it was it was something that scared me enough and 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 frighten me to to get over my fear of needles and and go into the emergency room, and I did go into the emergency room, got uh, checked into the hospital, spent the entire weekend there, and I blogged about the whole thing as it was happening. In fact, actually, <laughs> I, I I initiated the first blog update at gspn.tv forward slash hospital 2012. Again, it's gspn.tv forward slash hospital two zero one two you'll see the very first blog post that I did there and what I did is I just uh, kept this as an ongoing blog post told people that I'd be making updates to the same post on the same page and um, yeah I, I blogged about my experience so if you want to know why I went into the hospital why I um, blogged about it while I was in the hospital and not like that but I actually ended up recording episode number five hundred twelve of my show called "Pursuing a Balanced Life" to explain people why I didn't go to the hospital sooner than I did, um, and the reason why I bring it up here for Podcast Answer Man is because a lot of people, you know, think, "How, gosh, Cliff, how is it that you are able to uh, build community? How is it that you are able to, um, you know, connect with your audience on such such a deep level?" and I, you know, a lot of this stuff really does come naturally to me, but there are some things that you can view and you can see that I do, and I, and I think so much of it has to do with the fact that I share so much of almost nearly every aspect of my life, whether it be great, whether it be not so great, whether I'm feeling wonderful or depressed, whether I'm feeling happy or sad, whether it's good times or in bad. I, I literally, I share what's going on in my life in a very personal way. Way that to be honest with you kind of freaks some people out to think about getting that personal. Um, and, and and I think that there's a lot that has to do with the way that how I process and and think about things and and actually try to see the positive ultimately in the end of everything that happens in my life. And and I think people are drawn to that. And so if you have a a a, a an outlook on life that just overall just draws people in and say, I'm interested in learning a little bit more about what makes this guy tick. You know, then then that's what it is. I, I share what's going on in my life and, and there's certainly, you can see the height of this, at least the height up to this point of this, in uh, this blog post at gspn.tv forward slash hospital 2012. You can read all about why I was in the hospital, what all happened to me while I was in the hospital and what happened as a result of being in the hospital. And also I can bring in the element of another technology that we've been talking about And that is Live Fire, L-I-V-E-F-Y-R-E, Live Fire commenting system. And if you look down at the bottom of the post, you'll see there are 206 comments with 46 people who had been subscribed to any and every update uh, to the commenting structure. So what happened was I was in the hospital and my wife and kids came to visit me. Uh, My mom and dad and my brother came and visited me. And that was it and that and that all happened pretty much on one day while I was in the hospital. However, I will tell you what. I literally had 100 it was as if I was there and I had hundreds of people with me. Um it, it was it was so powerful to have that relationship with this family, if you will. This community that is gspn.tv including those of you listening to podcast Answer Man and and if you want I I, I mean this I think this could be valuable research for you guys to go to read this blog post and to actually go in and read the comments and see how I interact with the people in the commenting system. That um, this there's so much more to this than just saying, "Oh, well, I need to have comments turned on on my site and and I need to do this and I need to do that." It's it's not just the tools. But it's how you use the tools. It's it's what you communicate with the tools. It's how you communicate with the tools. And and it's whether or not it's genuine. You know, it's like, oh, well, I need I you know what? To be successful, I'm going to commit that I will interact via comments with 10 people each day. And I can check that off on of my list. It, it, this is not a checklist. In fact, I didn't have I, I didn't have time to do all of this stuff. Honestly, I I, I I had my laptop. I could have spent the time, you know, working on other things that would have made me tons of money and got me money sooner and, and all of this other stuff. I mean, I have to-do things on my to-do list. And you know what? I just, I took, you know, I took this as a sign that I need to just kick back, figure out what's going on inside physically. Uh, you know, chances are it's nothing and I'll just be able to get out of this place and move forward with the plans that I have. But you know what? My, you know, 3 or 4 days putting off the the things that you know are going to move my big goals for 2012 forward that that they can wait a couple of days. I've learned this is one thing I've learned about life is things can wait uh, many times and and I know that that's dangerous for some of you who are lazy to hear those words but you know you'll have to deal with that. But I'm not a lazy person and I'm a workaholic and so for me to say it's okay to to kick back a few days then that just means that I'm not going to work 14 hours a day for the next few days to work around the clock for these projects. You know, I, 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 I don't have any fear that I'm just going to get lazy. So anyway, I just wanted to share with, that, with you guys that, um, you know, I used podcasting, blogging, and commenting via uh, Live Fire and sharing out, you know, whenever I posted an update on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn that brought everybody back to my site, um, I was building community from the hospital. And you can read all about it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. All right. The next thing I want to talk about is Ning, N-I-N-G.com. This is what I use for my online community sites here at, uh, pod, or for gspn.tv, my online community. And um, you can find it, by the way, at gspncommunity.com. Anyway, I got an email from Ning saying that they just upgraded and uh, released a brand new version of their chat client and they said that it's built around Java and HTML five which now would work not only on iOS devices but should work on just about any mobile platform my imagine I I would be able to imagine that it would work on any of your Google Android tablets or Android phones iPhones Um, I I have I'm having a hard time getting to getting it to, to ignore the mobile browser on the iPhone haven't looked into it enough to figure out how to get the chat to pull up there but anyway this thing is amazing. I spent some time, uh, again, I put off all of my things <laughs> that I needed to get done, and I started to investigate the realities of what this meant, and the idea of activating the chat on gspncommunity.com and bringing the live show Thursday stream from gspn.tv website over to the community site, and I played around with it, did some testing yesterday, and I Here's the thing, so all of this initially was about having a chat room that people could chat even though they might not be able to watch the video live, they could at least still enjoy the chat when everybody else is there in the chat room. So I started playing around and then I went to go fire it up to see what it looked like with me chatting live and streaming live. So I went ahead and turned on the live streamer on Ustream and I used their, on my Mac Mini, I used their web-based broadcaster is what they call it. All right. And then they have this thing called Ustream producer, which you could download. And I do know that a long time ago when I was using Ustream producer uh, to publish my show to the web, that it did work on iOS devices, you know, if they had the Ustream app or whatever. But um, I, I, for whatever reason, I I think I ran into some issues with the Ustream producer. It wasn't working right on my Mac mini when I upgraded to Lion. And so I dumped that and I went back to the web web based product broadcaster that they offer and that of course made it to where the Ustream you know the folks who were watching on their uh, iPhones via the Ustream app it no longer worked so you know and and I kinda dealt with that it's a smaller percentage of the audience but really what I, I need something that works for the majority of the people and the like I said Ustream producer wasn't working I didn't have time to figure out why so I went back to the web-based ba- web broadcaster from Ustream. Well, yesterday, as I was testing things out, it says, hey, would you like to try our new broadcaster? And I'm like, oh no, I don't wanna download this. And it's like, no, it's, it's web-based. <laughs> it, I'm like, I, it's like, learn more. And so I went ahead and clicked it and it switched me from the old web-based broadcaster to the new web-based broadcaster. And I fired it up and guess what happened? I learned that it works on the iPad. So it's it's allowing people, and it's not just working, you know, if you have the Ustream app, but I'm telling you, if you go to gspn.tv slash live, which there are many people here right now, uh, it will actually play the live video and audio stream on the web page And if you are logged in as a GSPN community site member, you can actually chat and watch video all on the same page at the same time. If you want to see this demonstrated, I know that many of you are going to be listening to this time shifted later, but if you go to my show notes, I'll have a link to this, but I I created a blog post on my Podcast Answer Man site at podcastanswerman.com slash live iPad, L-I-V-E-I-P-A-D slash live ipad you can see all of this in action and it works the only drawback i see so far is that the live stream is about 45 seconds delayed so there's the, it there's a little bit more of a a buffer between when i say it and when they hear it but you know what the fact is is people get out there be out there on their ipad uh, and and away from their computers and be watching and so this is great I'm really excited Um, it's a it's a pretty big breakthrough because I've been I've been praying for the day when I would have the ability to stream my video and audio and have a chat room and it would all work on an iPad device or mobile device and I believe that day is finally here it is finally here and I'm praying that it continues to work and and that it continues to get better but I am really happy about the chat and also, um, the, uh, the live stream. So all of that came together. My friends, I do have one question that I'm going to be playing this week and answer it for you here. Uh, and then we're going to get into the interview for the, where are they now? And, uh, for today's question, it's going to be coming from my good friend, Tommy, who, uh, basically recently launched a podcast and I believe he has a question about Skype. So Tommy, take it
1: away. Hey there, Cliff. This is Tommy Kendrick with the Actors Talk Podcast and ActorsTalkPodcast.com calling from Austin, Texas with what I'm afraid is a very newbie question for the podcast, Answer Man. So I hope that's okay. I am about to start doing interviews with uh, people for the podcast, with people, <laughs> I know I'm about to start doing interviews with inanimate objects. Okay. I am, about, uh, <laughs> I am about to start doing interviews for the podcast and Skype will be the weapon of choice. So... I've never been a Skype user and I have a few questions. Is there a difference in audio quality of calling Skype to a landline versus Skype to Skype or Skype to a cell phone? Secondly, since I'm going to be pre-recording these interviews, not doing them live with music and everything, do I need to be concerned about the mix minus setup? And lastly, I'm assuming it's a good idea to record each side of the conversation in a separate channel. Is that right? Thank you. Take care. God bless you. I appreciate everything I find on your site. It's been a godsend. Thank you. Take care. And I look forward to hearing the podcast answer, man. Tell me what I need to do to use Skype effectively. Thanks, Cliff. Take care. Bye.
0: All right, Tommy. Thank you so much for your question. And uh, by the way, I'm going to be coming out with a new tutorial soon uh, once I get my podcast mastermind group all up and running. Uh, it's going to be one of the first webinars I do, and it's going to be about interviews and how to do them and various different options. And uh, it's it's one of the things that I'm asked most frequently these days, outside of the things that I've already done tutorials on. And so I am eager to get that thing recorded and make it available for sale to those of you who are not Podcast Mastermind members, but uh, those who are my Podcast Mastermind members will, of course, get that and all of my other tutorials and everything else that comes along the path. Uh, available for free. So podcast masterminds coming up soon. If you guys want more information on that, please email me cliff at podcast, answerman.com I should have a big announcement next week. Anyway. Um, here's the situation. Uh, Skype to Skype is definitely better than Skype to telephone call. There's no question because the thing is, is Skype to Skype, you can actually get it to where it sounds almost like you are in the same, uh, room with each other. I'm going to play for you an example from a show that I did with Father Roderick called Balanced Living Weekly. Now, here's the thing I'm in Northern Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. All right. Father Roderick is in Amersfoort in the Netherlands. Okay. We're talking Holland here, my friends. Now, listen to this little sample on the side. So I was able to still maintain margin even while at a conference, not worrying about things. And my business is running just as if I was at home. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm surprised actually, because it's so much of what you do is is done in your home studio and and surrounded by all your gadgets and technology and computers. How how did you manage that? You took like a a laptop with you? I I took my MacBook Air. Uh, Matter of fact, I did not even take my iPad with me. All right. So there you go. That right there is an example. I mean, honestly, tell me, doesn't it sound like we were in the same studio together? And here we are, half a world apart from each other, and we sound like we're in the same studio. Now, the thing is, to, to be able to pull that off, uh, I I will tell you there are a bunch of factors that are involved. Uh, high speed, good quality bandwidth that's reliable on both ends. Pretty decent computers, you know, that are not overtaxed, you know, uh, on both ends. And then, of course, for Father Roderick and I, we're both using Heil PR40 microphones. We both have, you know, some uh, a decent mixer, and we've got a mix minus going on. So uh, with all of that involved, you can actually get a near in-studio quality call. Now, I will tell you, even with all of those things mentioned, with nothing else changing, the only thing is is that you're still dependent upon how the Skype service is. And occasionally, occasionally, Regardless of anything else that you might do, Skype just doesn't sound as good as it could, and and that that happens occasionally. But for somebody like me, I'm recording using Skype constantly, and that happens maybe about seven percent of the time. So uh, most of the time, I can get that quality of call when I talk to Father Roderick with no problem whatsoever. The other thing is, is if you if you are if you do have good solid bandwidth and you have, let's just say, somebody streaming a Netflix movie on one computer in another room, and then all of a sudden, you're downloading another movie somewhere else, or you're uploading a big file, that can degrade the quality, if that's ha- if anything like that's happening on either end. But uh, you can, I mean, you just heard it. That's Skype to Skype, all right? Now, here's the thing. Now, this is this is from the archives, what I'm about ready to play you here. This is from an older episode of uh, Business Tech Weekly, another show that I used to produce, and it's called uh, with Andy Traub. And this is back when Andy simply just had a, a Logitech headset, or he might have actually had a Plantronics or or something else. But anyway, he just had a he just had a USB headset. And here's Skype to Skype again, but here's the quality of what it's like when when the person on the other end of Skype maybe just has you know a a, a headset. Uh, certainly the that's mm-hmm. going to be your highest quality though if you want something that's a little bit easier on the post-production end Andy, you were using adobe connect there for a while that that seemed to work pretty well or did it
1: yeah no, adobe connect pro uh, adobe
2: there's adobe connect now that's a free version only allows up to three users i think in the room
0: okay but uh, adobe connect pro is the paid version 45 55 bucks a month allows 100 people in a room All right, so there you go. You can tell there's an obvious difference there. So, even in Skype to Skype, you're going to have a difference of quality depending on bandwidth. on both ends, uh, deban- depending on computer hardware on both ends, and depending on what kind of microphone they're using. And oh, I hate to say this, you're good, some people you'll call Skype to Skype and they'll be using their internal microphone. And sometimes you'll get somebody who's got a, a decent headset and they think that they're using their headset, but to, I'll be honest with you, while they may be hearing you in their headphones, for some reason they don't have their Skype settings just right and they're actually pulling their audio from the internal microphone on their computer. Uh, so just know this, Tommy, uh, with Skype to Skype, <laughs> your mileage may vary, uh, but obviously it's going to be better than Skype to telephone call because you can use Skype to dial out to a telephone uh, if you you, you you have their service. I, I actually pay like 40 bucks a year or something like that, and I have unlimited calls anywhere in the United States and Canada if I want to Skype, you know, make a Skype telephone call out. So I can do that. The thing is, though, is it's going to sound like a telephone call, the, the person coming in, because they're on a telephone and you can't upgrade that. So, um, yeah, definitely there is a difference between those calls. Hopefully this has answered your questions. Um, Skype is a wonderful thing and I can't wait to uh, get my mastermind group up and running. And that is going to be one of our first webinars and digital products that's going to be created out of that. So, uh, thank you very much for the call. I really appreciate it. All right, my friends, it is time for us to move into our Where Are They Now interview. Um, This one is with Connie Williams and Sheila Tidwell of uh, ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com. By the way, uh, Connie and Sheila hold a very special place in my heart. And the reason why is Connie and Sheila were the very first clients that I ever had who paid for me to come spend an entire day with them. And a matter of fact, this all comes out in the interview. Uh, this is a little bit longer than what I would normally have for a where are they now interview. It's 38 and a half minutes long. But let me tell you, my friends, when you listen to this, you'll understand how much I love Connie and Sheila. And uh, the conversation here does not get dull at all. I hope that you're able to listen, that you're able to be encouraged, educated, and uh, in, in inspired, to take your show to another a whole new level that maybe you hadn't thought of before based upon something that might be here in this interview. All right, everybody. I have on the line with me right now, my great friends from Nashville, Tennessee, Connie and Sheila from Connie and Sheila guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
3: Hello Cliff and Happy New Year. Happy New hey Year. everybody, it's Sheila. It's great to be here. Hey, we're, it, we're very excited. I was going to say, yeah, it's really our pleasure to be here. We appreciate the opportunity.
0: Well, as you guys know, I'm doing the whole where are you now or where are they now uh, <laughs> interviews. I just love to see people uh, crushing it in the world of podcasting and and I've helped lots of people launch a podcast, but mm-hmm. Connie and Sheila Talk is a podcast that holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> and I don't know what it is about your show. Actually, I do. I do know a lot of things about your show. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to allow one of you to decide. Can you tell us a little bit about what Connie and Sheila Talk is?
2: Sure. Um, thank you, Cliff. And, and and you were our launching uh, person. You uh, actually helped us take this idea that we had and and create it and you did it all in one day which was amazing to us so um, we are forever grateful to you but we had conceived this idea to have a show uh, and we've titled it Connie and Sheila Talk and the subtitle is Connie and Sheila Talk Real Life Real Estate Real Fun and we wanted to do that because we're uh, you know our passion is real estate investing and that's what we do we have rental property and we also have Um, You know, we do rehabs and sell them. We're agents. We do a lot of things in real estate investing. But we didn't want it to just be about real estate investing, although we give a lot of information away every show about real estate investing. But we also wanted it to include aspects of, you know, what we were trying to achieve, which was a well-rounded life, you know. And in our journey of trying to do that, we were sharing. We share that with everybody else, and uh, and and also uh, the the real fun part is we.
3: It's real fun for us to do that, and so uh, that's kind of how that all came. I was about. just going to interject here too that we realized when we got into real estate investing that we were just a little bit over the top with it. We were a little bit sick with it, <laughs> you think? <laughs> and that not everybody wanted to talk about real estate investing like <laughs> we did. And so we knew if we did a podcast and we talked solely about real estate investing, we were going to lose a lot of people's interest. And so... We got to a point in our career where it wasn't just about real estate investing anymore. When we got a little bit healthier and we got a little bit more balanced, we brought a little bit more of the real life and real fun aspect into our lives. And so we were able to turn that show into something that we felt like was more balanced and not just totally revolving around real estate investing because our life had had for a time, had, had taken a, a, a big turn that way. Everything revolved around real estate investing. But like I said, we were a little bit sick about it. <laughs> we were a little <laughs> bit unhealthy with it. And uh, so we have found a way to, to kind of bring all of that into one show in one area. And that works for us.
0: Well, I'll tell you, if it was about real estate investing only, I don't think that I would have ever really listened beyond your first initial episode <laughs> to see how things were going. But I will tell you that out of the 84 episodes, I've probably listened to over 50 of them.
2: Oh my oh, gosh, wow. thank you. I have,
0: and most of them along the way. So, you know, just missing a couple here and there because of just how busy the schedule is on my end.
2: Wow, but, that's
0: that's a big deal. Thank you. But yeah, absolutely. And I love it. And, and here's how I would categorize categorize your show and how I express it to others is, yeah, it, it's a show that is primarily focused on real estate. But when you understand that success principles are easily translated from one industry to another, this, in my opinion, is probably one of the best business self-help, self-improvement podcasts that is out there being produced today.
2: Wow. Thank you so much. It,
0: it's that feels it's, good to hear that. It's right up there next to Dan Miller's 48 Days to the Work You Love. And I'm also, <laughs> and and Dave Ramsey's new Entre Leadership podcast. Which, by the way, I just want to say personally. I, I dig your guys' show a ton more than the Entree Leadership Podcast. So Thank
3: you, Cliff. You know, I haven't heard that. I didn't even know Dave Ramsey had an Entree Leadership. Yeah, I did. I just got his book for Christmas, but yeah. I haven't started it yet.
2: I, I did know. I'd seen a couple of postings yeah. on Facebook. Thank you, Cliff. That is such an honor. Thank you. But yeah. now I do listen to Dan Miller's podcast religiously.
0: Yep. So, <laughs> you, that. Cliff
2: turned us on to Dan Miller oh, as well.
0: My. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me ask you this: Where, How did you both uh, individually, or did you find out together, about the world of podcasting? How how did podcasting come on your radar?
3: Yeah, that's a great question because a lot of people, you know, even even now, but back then, this was um, back in April, March of 2010. We had never even heard of podcasting didn't didn't have a clue what it was. And the way we found out about it was we had called a local real estate investor, Jonathan Nation. You know Jonathan, you're friends with him, yep. I think?
0: Yep. absolutely. And
3: but I knew that Jonathan was a very very good at web design and just internet stuff, you know, and so we were Sheila and I had been talking about creating a website to sell some merchandise, some products. We weren't there yet. We didn't even have the products, but we were already looking at, okay, how can we do this when we develop it? And also we had read in a newsletter, a local real estate investing newsletter that Jonathan was going to be doing a table topic that during the week of a cruise that Sheila and I were going on, we were going to be missing the monthly meeting and he was doing a talk on RSS feed, which I had, didn't know what that was either. And, And he had mentioned how many, he was reading like 500 articles a week or something. And I thought, that is just insane. How does somebody keep up with that much information? So since we were going to be gone, I called Jonathan and said, you know, will you just kind of give me the quick version of what your table topic is about? And then also I want to talk to you about this website thing. And so the more I told him about what we were wanting to do, he said, I think what you need before you even do a website or anything or just doing a website alone is you need to have a podcast podcast. And I felt like like an alien. (laughs) I was like a podcast. What is that? You know. And so PodCamp, ironically, was about two weeks away. I think. And so Jonathan said, you know, go to it. You need to be there. And so we went to Cadillac. I think it was Cadillac Ranch downtown Nashville. And and uh, and met you there. And so literally within thirty days from in less than thirty days. From the time that we first heard about podcasting, to attending PodCamp Nashville, to meeting you, Cliff, and hiring you, bringing you down for the day, in less than thirty days, we had a podcast on iTunes.
2: And I'd like to just interject on that point too to say that we had never heard. I didn't even know what a podcast was. You know, um, I, I wasn't familiar with it. Uh, but but the important thing was. That in our goals that we had set for 2010, we wanted a format where we could speak our, um, share our experience with real estate investing, and so we were looking at the ways and the avenues at which we could do that, but one of the um, things that we wanted to avoid was constantly being on the road, mm-hmm. and so when Jonathan explained to Connie about podcasting, and then when we saw you speak and you were sharing this passion and well we we left there on fire i mean we were like oh my god this is it you know and so that's kind of that's how that's it all exactly happened how it happened yeah
0: before you launched your first podcast had you yet listened to any other podcasts
2: I think Connie had. I I did not. I believe you were listening to No, I wasn't. I didn't even okay. I
3: didn't know what a podcast was. Okay. <laughs> That's great. I, I,
2: I had no idea. I I you know, I had an iPod and it was packed with music, but I didn't know there was this whole other world where people were sharing all these cool things it uh march of 2010 was this big revelational type month for me
3: yeah so we were
2: we were revelational award i don't know
3: (laughs) i can't tell you how much time i spent on itunes that month because man you could it's like it's like google you know you could put a word in and a podcast pops up And not just one, but you could put a word in about anything and there'll be 300 different podcasts that pop up about that one thing. I don't care if it's, you know, quilting, you you type in quilting and there'll be podcasts on how to quilt and what kind of fabric to use or what bad, whatever. My mom makes quilts and that's the only reason I knew that because I showed her that one time. But, but I spent that month going through there and really thinking about, you know, what kinds of things that I would like to listen to. And I searched those out. And I, I think by the end of the month, I had over... 700 different episodes <laughs> of podcasts on my iPod. So you think about that. That's like maybe on average an hour. I had 700 hours to listen to. I think you have like 80 gig of um, on your iPod. You've got the classic. It's got the most that you can have. Yeah, I still of. have the older iPod classic. And I have a ton of podcasts on there. But it's, it's phenomenal to me because of the information. I mean, I'm just kind of a self-help junkie anyway. I, I like to listen to stuff that... Other people have done that I'm interested in and they've, you know, been through it and I get to learn from their mistakes or whatever, learn from their experiences and it helps me. And so I was just amazed at the information, the amount of information that you can pull off of iTunes and dump it on an MP3 player and and listen to it. I loved it.
0: I think you guys are the first people that I've ever talked to where your own podcast was the first podcast you had ever subscribed to. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's brilliant. I absolutely love that. And I'm going to use that from now on. This is perfect.
3: I guess the first one we ever heard was our own.
0: That is is great. Let me ask you, what are some of your favorite podcasts today that you subscribe to?
2: I would like to answer that because I have a few on mine. Um, uh, I I listen to your uh, podcast, Answer Man. I come up with a lot of great ideas from listening to that. I also listen to Family from the Heart, and I'm a big fan of The Hunger Games. And um, hey, by the way, I don't know if you heard this or not, but Taylor Swift and the Civil Wars are doing um, a song for the track, the soundtrack for The Hunger Games.
0: Yeah, it's a great song, too.
2: Yeah, I haven't heard it.
0: I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift, although everybody else in my family is. But I really do like that new song for The Hunger Games.
2: Yeah. And uh, so I listen to those three of yours uh, religiously. And then I also listen to Pat Flynn. I've got Dan Miller. And um, there's uh, the real estate guys. They're out of California. I listen to them. And those are probably my top top that I
3: listen to uh, on a weekly basis.
0: All right. What about you, Connie?
3: We were fortunate enough last week to have Pat Flynn on our show of the Smart Passive Income. And so I, I really do love his show. And there is a guy named J.B. Glossinger out of Fort Lauderdale that I listen to. He's got something. He's got an online community. It's called Morning Coach. It's a self-help motivational type um Podcast, but he has turned it into a membership site. So it used to be daily, five days a week, that you could get this podcast, and now he only does a a free iTunes podcast on Mondays, and you have to join the the community to get the the remainder of those. Um, obviously, podcast answer man, we <laughs> love that one. You know that, that one goes without saying. That yeah. one's sitting right on my iTunes every every day that I um, uh, sync. That one comes through um you still listen to a lot of the social media serenity that you've got. I learned a lot of technical stuff from social media media on that one. I like that. Um, Dan Miller, Sheila mentioned his 48 days and um, there's a couple that I listen to that are kind of a spirituality type thing. Oprah Oprah used to have something on called um, the Soul series and they were audio and, and visual type podcast. And she doesn't do that anymore, but I I used to listen to that all the time. And also there was one by Marianne Williamson that it was called Your Your Thought for the Day. And it was just a quick two to three minute little podcast. And just a little motivational, you know, thought for the day. It was kind of cool.
0: Are you guys trying to build a community around your show?
3: Um I would, I would say not necessarily, not
1: necessarily,
2: but we do appreciate, and, and and that may be a direction that we take um, because what it's it, as though it's not our goal. What has become really good and feels good, and and uh, we love. Uh, The feedback is the interaction between uh, our listeners and us. And so uh, that may be something that we uh, gravitate towards at some point because when somebody takes the time to post on our show a comment, or when they send, you know, they comment on our Facebook page, or when they send a personal email it's really gratifying and I really like that interaction between us and them and we learn something and they share something and it feels good so that may be a direction at some point but it's not at this point point. and now. sometimes
3: they're real estate questions and then other yeah. times they're just life questions yeah and sometimes you know? they just go hey guys thanks a bunch
2: and the yeah. and and you just kind of feel their gratitude and it's rewarding
0: what is one of the most uh memorable pieces of feedback that you've received from a listener
3: I think what's funny about our show, and and I want to back up just one second, I'll answer that, but going back to that last question, our show, we've done 84 episodes, and so it has has developed, it has grown, it's been downloaded in 50-something countries and 40-something states, and so as quickly as we got into podcasting, we... Or I, sh- I should say as, um, as quickly as we got into podcasting without a lot of like, wow, what are, how, what are we doing here? You know, because this wasn't a, a plan. It was kind of like Sheila said, a goal. We had a goal, but we didn't know what was going to come about. And so this door opened to podcasting. So we walked through it. And so we're in it now. And, and now we're going, okay, now what do we do? Because people ask us, so why do you do the podcast? Or how do you make money off the podcast? How are you monetizing it? It's like, we're not. We're not doing any of that. You know, we're just having fun, sharing information, sharing some thoughts and ideas. And so, little by little, we are learning that, okay, you know, people do like things that we're saying and that we resonate with some people. And so... We are big believers in multiple streams of income. So, if there's some way we can make money on this and sell some product, develop some stuff, let's do that. And so, we've, we've, we're, you know, kind of in the beginning stages of that. And so, some of our podcasts, like we said, are real estate related, and some of them are, gosh, we had um, back in in the beginning of December, I think, maybe the end of November, Alicia Keys on, not Alicia Keys, (laughs) Alicia King, who is an (laughs) author of a book called Healing. And so being able to talk to somebody or help somebody that is hurting and that's grieving the loss of a loved one. We've had a couple of people from that show that Alicia's words And mine and Sheila's, I guess, too, helped. You know, it calmed them. It made them understand that while they're going through this horrible, gut-wrenching grief, they recognize that other people have as well. And I
2: would also say, yeah, we got a lot of great feedback off of that show Mm -hmm. and then another one was the one we did a few weeks before that and that was the episode we titled not every guru is an expert Mm -hmm. and in that episode particularly we had someone on our show who did not want to be identified but they had been taken so to speak by you know an expert a real estate expert and taken um, advantage and lost a a great deal of money a, a ton of money and so because we aired that and we had to be very, very careful not to make any, you know, point blank accusations. We had to keep this person's identity a secret. We had to we had to go through all sorts of things. And also too. the
3: good group. We weren't trashing. Yeah,
2: we anybody. didn't want to trash anybody, you know. And but anyway, because we shared that story, we got a lot of a lot of feedback because so many people That they're shamed when they're taken advantage of that way. They feel stupid or they feel incompetent or, again, shamed and so forth. We wanted to do that show because we didn't, we knew there were people out there that would benefit and go, you know what? I don't have anything to be ashamed about and I'm not stupid. And it, it was that, that show really felt good. And we really took our time with that one. That one took us probably a month or longer to get everything right. And in order to make sure it came across the way it needed to.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you ever received any negative feedback? And if so, how have you dealt with it?
2: Um, I don't think we're big enough yet to get negative feedback.
3: <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not, I don't know, you know, um, I'm trying to think. There was one time that we got an email about a a book, because we talk about Robert Kiyosaki a lot, because Robert Kiyosaki, if you don't know, wrote the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, and then subsequently has written a lot of Rich Dad series books. And he's a very intelligent man and a real estate investor. And so Rich Dad, Poor Dad basically changed our life. And so we refer to Kiyosaki's teachings a lot and so one young guy was a little critical of that and but I think that it was more of a a a mentality type thing you know I know I know that we've talked about Dan Miller a lot here but he tells this great story about a guy that was really skeptical about buying Dan's book you know it's like am I going to pay fifteen dollars and you know is it going to be worth it and what am I going to learn? And and so when you just come into it with all this negativity, you know, it's probably not, you're probably not going to get your money's worth because you're going to criticize everything about it. Because so many people, I think, ruin their opportunity for success by just starting out with that negative attitude. And so this guy was very negative about Kiyosaki's message and how, you know, what he teaches, it can't be done, it's not that easy. And Not everybody can do it. And so I don't know if he had tried and and lost money or what, but, you know, that was unfortunate. And I'm sorry that, you know, maybe he didn't have a good experience in real estate investing. But I just find it interesting when people say something can't be done just because they haven't done it. And, And so it makes me want to say, well, you know, it works because it worked for us. But that's really the only negative thing I think we've ever gotten.
2: Yeah. And and like I said, we're not big enough yet. When we get really big, we'll get a lot more. I think the bigger you get, that's when you are open to that. Mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to that. Bring on the criticism, folks. (laughs) (laughs) What's the email address? We can handle it.
0: I remember when that uh, piece of feedback came and the following episode, you guys had even addressed that negative feedback. And I think that you did it in a very... um, a, a, a very gracious way. I think it was handled extremely well. Um, although the person was, you know, obviously not too happy with the fact that you shared that book. I think <laughs> that, that the way you communicated to that person through your podcast and also communicated to others who might have similar reservations about the book and, and self-help help books and nature and stuff like that, the way that you communicated to them, I think, was... Um, very good. I, I, you took the approach of trying to understand it from their perspective and seeing, you know, how they could come to that and and to put yourself in their shoes, but then to to explain your part of why you find these materials so valuable. So I, I just really want to say that I I enjoyed listening to that episode and how you like handled to, it.
2: I'd like to just uh, oh, respond you. to that real quick. Thank you very much. Um, and and I'll be honest with you. We responded that way because we learned that from you, because in listening to uh, your shows, when you get negative feedback, you address it right off the bat. You come right out, you lay it right out on the table and you discuss it. And so I think that's a healthy approach. And so that's why we did what we did.
3: Mm-hmm. Excellent. I think, too, giving people the opportunity to have an opinion. It's okay yeah. if we all have an opinion. Yeah. And it's okay if it differs from okay. ours, yeah. you know? Um what works for us doesn't work for everybody and and that's okay yeah
0: on mm. average how much time do you spend preparing for each episode that you produce mm,
3: that
2: varies mm. but um I would say when we have a guest on especially if it's an author which we've done quite a few authors this year you know and it, it, because you know this year we were like, hey cliff we want to learn how to Skype people in and you helped us do that and so we've skyped a lot of people in this year and it's been great but when we're preparing for an author, they've written a book. I mean, we do a lot of research on that, but... Uh, we spend less time if we do a real estate
3: show. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> because we can sit there and talk about, you know... And so we can talk real estate all day long. Yeah. And if we're going to have somebody else on the show, it's yeah. like, we need to know a little bit about these people.
2: Yeah, we may spend, you know, two to three hours preparing for a guest by doing research on their book um looking at their websites if they have one which who doesn't these days we actually try to read the book we before do. they come on yeah and yeah. so that that takes time it does too. take time but it it you know it's very beneficial because it opens us up and you know to a whole nother genre of of topic but like connie said if it's a real estate <laughs> topic then uh you know we may prepare for an hour on it
0: do you find yourselves using social network sites like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn to connect with your audience or to build your audience?
3: We are so bad at that. I will just tell you. (laughs) (laughs) we uh, Sheila and I both have a Facebook account. We started a Facebook account for Connie and Sheila Talk at some point last year. and, And we post things on that because Connie and Sheila Talk Facebook is typically more directed towards the real estate like we'll put a picture on there we call it our picture of our picture of the week and it's usually something really nasty gross from some house that we went into (laughs) that because we look at the type of houses that we look at are usually really distressed properties and so there's always something really funky in them and we'll take a picture of it we'll post it on that Facebook page so you know that one's that one just kind of is more. We don't really communicate with people so much on that. We, as we do on our individual Facebook pages, um, we do have a Twitter account under Connie and Sheila, and I, I bet we may have tweeted sixty-five times. Maybe that's what's on there. I don't even know what it. It, it keeps up with it, as you know, how many tweets. But um, I, I don't know. I just find we're we're not even LinkedIn. We don't have that because I always thought LinkedIn until I just heard pat Flynn's episode with the guy something house i can't remember his first name Uh, lewis
0: lewis House, Lewis house
3: yeah yeah he was big 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 on linkedin but i had always thought that was just kind of more for professional settings like if you're looking for a job or you're looking for you know a career linkedin can help you do that well we weren't looking for that so we didn't ever link in I, I will say this, um, not to interrupt
2: you, but um, what what we have done by using Facebook, and inadvertently, we're sharing what we're doing. So we'll post, like Connie said, we'll post our before and after pictures of our, our rehabs, and we get a lot of responses. Well, we've sold probably three houses this year because we posted things on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other people went, wow, I want that house, or I want this, or I want that. And not only that, but... And I know that wasn't your question, but our podcast um, has really legitimized us within, uh, you know, in, in the community of real estate investing. And we've gotten deals because uh, people have listened to our podcast. We, we closed on five condos in October because a gentleman had listened to our podcast that was relayed to by another friend said, you know, he was looking to sell his condos. And this friend said, hey, listen to this show. These girls are all over it. And... He listened to a couple of our shows and decided to sell us his condos. And also, friended us on Facebook. And friended us on Facebook. So, so inadvertently, we yeah, inadvertently, we do use it, but we're not uh, we're not good at we're it. Not good at it. <laughs> that,
0: that's that's fine. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to over. I don't definitely don't want to overlook a couple of the things that you just said. Just how your business has, in, has been impacted in a positive way. By the fact that number one, you had men- mentioned that that it almost legitimized you in the community of real estate investing, mm-hmm. uh, making you experts in your field.
2: Oh yeah! And
0: yeah. this is this is the one thing I love. I I, I listen to you and even from your first and second episode. Um, by the time your third or fourth episode was there, I I remember f- thinking to myself, these two are going to be known. You will become the most popular people in in nashville for real estate investing
2: oh thank and, you and, and, and i
0: i know that for you guys you might think well gosh they you know we're a part of ren uh, you know whatever yep. that all stands for but um the, the thing is is i know that ren is huge in nashville mm-hmm. but but there is hands down you guys in new media i believe already have and will continue to grow the largest online new media effort for real estate investing in the Nashville area.
3: Is that a prophecy? I,
2: I, it, it is.
0: It is absolutely a prophecy. That. And it's one, I, I believe
2: I, it certainly makes us stand out. We are the only ones doing it in this area. And it, it, it certainly makes us stand out. And when, when somebody will agree to do business with you because they listened to your show and, and got a good feeling, and they got to know you. Mm -hmm. Um, That speaks volumes to me,
3: how important it is. I appreciate you saying that, Cliff. And, you know, I was just kind of joking with that, but I do believe that. I totally believe that, and I agree with that. And just with what Sheila is saying, you know, we're, we're a weird bunch of people when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. And this, this deal that we just did a couple of months ago was something that we did not take lightly because of the decisions that were made by this gentleman that owned these condos and because of the price that he wanted for them and knowing that it was more than we would normally pay for a property. And we knew that we could not borrow that money from the bank. The bank, it was too high of a loan-to-value ratio. They wouldn't let us borrow that much money. But with him, because he felt like he he knows us because he's listened to our shows, and he was willing, we, we made a deal with him that we would give him his price. We would pay him his price if, since he owned the properties free and clear, if he would give us owner financing, so we didn't have to go to the bank to borrow the money. And he said, I can do that. And so That's a great point. So we're talking $400,000. This man was willing to hold the note on and let us pay him monthly as opposed to saying, no, 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 I want my price and I want you to go to the bank and borrow it and give me my money. You know, it's like it didn't work that way. The deal would have never been able to have happened first of all had he not listened to our shows I guess and got comfortable with us but but also if he had not been willing to to carry the note. And, and so that's that spoke volumes to us that this man who we didn't know it was willing to say, yeah, I'll 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 do that. I'll carry the note for you. I I trust you. I believe you'll pay me. I'll do it.
0: After you know all you need to do is listen to three or four episodes of Connie and Sheila to to realize and recognize whether or not you will become to know, like, and trust Connie and Sheila. That, oh, that, and, and, and that's the truth with all podcasters. I, I really do believe that. And, and that's one of the reasons why, by the way, I don't suggest everybody create a podcast because honestly, some people <laughs> are not trustworthy and likable and... And, and
2: sometimes they can't sell themselves over the air. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, they can do it better through words or another medium, but
3: some it's yeah, it's not for everybody. I think if you're going to do this, you have to be very transparent mm-hmm. or it's yeah. going to come through and people are going to know that you're not being you're who you really
0: are. You're not are. being genuine. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You have produced 84 episodes. <laughs> How many more episodes of your podcast do you guys think you will produce
2: oh we're going to keep doing it because we have fun that's the big thing um i mean we're doing it because we really enjoy doing it and um it's something that connie and i both can do together and, and and we can be creative and we can share things with with other people that might help them, and in response, they may send us something that they've learned about it too, you know. So, um, I, I it certainly see. has been an avenue yeah. for us to meet
3: a lot of people.
2: Oh, yeah, and I, I just don't see us stopping,
3: uh, anytime unless, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, it's that she was sitting here kind of shaking her head, like, I don't know when, wow, we've never really talked about yeah. that, you know. We don't Which see the end. Which is really funny because for real estate investing, I mean, we won't buy a property if we don't have two exit strategies. We started this podcast really without any strategy. We didn't know what we were doing. Thankfully, you do, and you were able to come down here and help us get started. But to think of a strategy of like, wow, where is this going? You know, where... And that's what we get asked a lot. Where are you going with that? What are you doing with it? Why are you doing it? And we're just kind of going, um, we like it. <laughs> we have fun doing it, you know? Yes, but we do um, see the benefit of it. You know, we have definitely seen the benefit of it
2: in in what we just spoke about of the, you know, legitimizing. So long
3: term, yeah, yeah. long term, we are, you know, we're, we we do see a lot of benefits in doing it in, in, in producing a podcast every week. But, you know, there's a lot of opportunity that comes with a podcast. And I think instead of us coming into it with an angle of what are all these opportunities that we can do, we've just been producing the podcast and letting the opportunities kind of present themselves and then as we learn a little bit more about this particular thing or that particular thing, if this is, you know, the, the monetization of it or whatever, it's like, okay, if that's something we feel like we want to go in that direction, then we will do that. We're having to be very careful because of the time commitments, you know, because we do have constraints on our time with our other, this isn't our full-time, you know, money making strategy. I mean, we do real estate investing. And so we have to be cautious about that. But we're not so closed off to you know opportunities that we want to miss something if something presents itself.
0: There are probably about a hundred to two hundred people who are listening to this interview right now no, I didn't but, know we were live. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not. I mean, not right at this moment. But in the future, I'm. You know, my time traveling abilities. But okay, so, so there are thousands that will listen. But but there's about two hundred people that I'm going to point out, listening to our voices at at their moment in time. How's that? Wow. Uh, that? That have been listening to several episodes of Podcast Answer Man, maybe for weeks, months, and maybe even somebody who's been listening for years. They've been thinking about launching their own podcast, but they've never yet done so. What would you say to that person?
3: Mm. Well, one of my favorite quotes is by... Walt Disney, and he says that all of our dreams can come true if we only have the courage to pursue them. And so I think that people who want to have a podcast, and, and that's a dream of theirs. It's just a matter of, of taking that step, that first step. And, and so if that's being courageous, then that's the first step in making it happen. But it really boils down to whatever it is that we're wanting to do, we have to take action. I mean, we can just sit and dream about it all day long, but it's never going to happen if we don't get up and do something about it. And, and for some people, that is courageous to step out there and do it. And so that would be my advice would be, to find somebody. Sheila and I both are huge, huge believers in mentors. And when we don't know how to do something, if it's something we're wanting to do, something we're passionate about, then we find somebody doing what it is that we want to do and hire them, ask them, will you mentor us? Will you show us how to do this? And that puts you so much further down the road than trying to do it all yourself. We can't do everything ourselves. We need help. And it's okay to ask for help.
0: Absolutely. Well, I tell you, it has been a privilege and an honor to first meet you in Nashville in 2010, to okay. spend a day in Nashville helping you guys get your stuff set up and launched, and um, to develop the close friendship that I believe that we have uh, oh, developed yeah. over these years. And and. And, and it seems so much longer than, than two years.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, it yeah. It, it in really a good, good way. I will say this. It was our pleasure uh, and it was our honor to meet you. And here's what has been really cool. You're a lot like our real estate mentors in that, uh, you know, what you did for us and what our real estate mentors did for us was, you know, we went through the program, we learned just like you taught us to do this. And then when it was over, it wasn't over because we have a, we still have a relationship with our mentors, and we still have a relationship with you. You've been there. You've answered questions, and you know I'll never forget. You know we started this in March of 2010, and in January of 2011, you know I I emailed you and said, hey, um, here's some of our goals for this year. Do you think that, that the cruise coming up that you were going to be part of, that you were a speaker on, would this benefit us in any of these goals? And you took the time to send back a, a, a very detailed email of how you thought it could hit some of the goals that we had. You've always been there for us. And so that's made it easier as we've moved along and moved a little further up. So, Absolutely. So thank you for that.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Connie and Sheila, this has been a great interview. I thank you for coming on. Uh, where can people find your podcast and find you online?
3: Our website is www.connieandsheelatalk.com and so it's connieandsheilatal <laughs> <Dot> com. I <laughs> <And> spell <laughs> Sheila's name out because there's about 15 different ways to spell Sheila. Yes. That and is. so s-h-e-i-l-a yeah but um, that's the best place to find is connie and sheila yeah I invite everybody to uh, come in and listen
2: and uh, we'd love to have you part of our audience as well
0: thank you so much for coming on and, and god bless you guys have a very blessed 2012
2: hey thank you and thank likewise, you so much Cliff. yeah we'll be talking Happy, with you soon Happy new year to yeah. you and stephanie too yeah
0: Well, there you go, my friends. That's my interview with Connie Williams and Sheila Tidwell. I am so excited that I was able to share just a little bit of a conversation with these two wonderful women. If you have not checked out their show yet, because I've talked about them many times before, you need to go check them out just for encouragement and inspiration of how you can improve your show, because I think they are top notch, my friends. Like I said, I am still subscribed to their podcast. Listen to their most recent episode this morning. Great, wonderful stuff. Anyway, Connie and sheila s h e i l a t a l k dot com Connie and Sheilatal dot com. I will have uh, links to their stuff over in uh, the show notes here for podcast dot com, episode number two hundred and forty four. Real quick, I want to say thank you to my good friend behind darthpickle.com. dot com. He used my Bluehost affiliate link to sign up for his Bluehost hosting account. My friends, if you are looking for a hosting provider, a shared hosting provider, uh, that's good, great for probably about 97% of you out there who are gonna have about 10 less than 10,000 people visiting your site every month to get things off the ground. Shared hosting is a perfect solution. You sign up, it's about $85 for the first year. You get WordPress, one-click install practically, to set up your blog and or your podcast it's wonderful and here's the thing if you use my affiliate link to set up your hosting account with Bluehost I get a very generous and I do say very generous commission when you do it so that's why I come here and when people are signing up using my Bluehost affiliate link I make sure to say thank you so check out Darth Pickle that's like Darth Vader D-A-R-T-H so it's Darth Pickle. Com. I just checked this morning. He hasn't done anything with it yet, but I would imagine it's going to be up and running here very soon. But I just want to say thank you very much. Um, and my wallet thanks you. Also, want to give a random plug of the week? This one goes out to my good friend Albert Hathazi. You can check him out at thelocalmethod.com. Becoming a market leader in your community. His, Id- his idea is that he wants to help local businesses become online market leaders in their industry and in their community to where people are going to say, wow, you're looking for this? Well, yeah, there's 20 or 30 of those kind of stores in the local area here. But the one you want to go to is this one. And he's going to tell you how you can become that market leader in your community for your particular niche. So check it out, thelocalmethod.com. Albert Hafazi. My friends, I can't wait to share with you the revelation of what I've been working on for months, the podcast mastermind group that will be launching within the next 10 days. Oh, it scares me a little bit to even say it, but man, I am excited. If you, matter of fact, I just want to say this. The first 50 people who sign up will be guaranteed lifetime uh, access at $97 a month. The premium will never go up. If you want to be within those first 50 people, you should email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com.